everybody. Welcome to TV Told Me. I'm Kelly. I'm day, And we are so happy that you're listening today. We're hoping you're having a good one. Um, and we, we were talking a little bit about the 90s. Uh, yeah. what, what, what do you remember about the 90s? I know. What do a- I not remember is the question <laughs> that you should be asking me. What what is it about the 90s that you forget? My question, my answer would be nothing. The 90s mm-hmm. is when reality TV really got its start. Real oh world. Yes. Oh. When I was a young child and I was like, these people are dealing with life-changing issues. Yes. Okay? Remember when Pedro came on there and he was HIV positive? Oh my gosh. Pedro, Listen. honestly, rest in peace, please. Please. Yes. My preteen emotional gaze was just like, oh, it was it was a lot happening at one time. And then they had, um, then they were like drinking and the cameras were following them and some of them were falling in love and breaking up. And I was like, this show is amazing. And then they were like, road rules. Let's take it on the road. Oh. Then they started doing challenges. I was here for all of it. And I think we I all were. <laughs> it's, it's still on TV. Some of the people that were like on it before are still on it. They just like train to do that and win money. Let me tell you, okay, this is why I hate subscription services. And I kind of wish this is the only time I'm ever going to say this. I, I know I'm like bring me. cable back because currently on Paramount Plus, which I'm never going to get. Why would I get that? But on Paramount Plus, they have the Real World 20 Year Reunion, and right now they're doing New Orleans, and so it's Julie the ex Mormon. Although now she's getting drunk and falling out of clubs, it's um, Melissa the I think she's like half Filipino half black she's on there and she's saying how Julie used to write letters to college and say that she was a bad person so she can get the gig instead of her anytime there's a clip I'm like watching it because I'm like oh my gosh this is so interesting but I'm not paying for even a child Paramount Plus subscription y'all are not gonna catch me slipping I'm not doing it no thank you but I think they did the real world I know they definitely did real world um LA with like Tammy and David, remember mm-hmm. when they had to keep mm-hmm. David out of the house? Yes. And they've done the real world New York. So I'm just like, man, I would really get sucked in. Cause like, I love those, but if you have yes. Paramount Plus, like go for it. I think this is like maybe the third or fourth one they're doing. So quality. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. I feel like I don't even understand what real world like did to me when I was younger or what I was actually like, I was seeing people in like cool cities. Yeah. Life problems. Um, all different sorts of people like, yes. Hello. I live in a suburb in Ohio. Like let's go. Yeah. Amazing. And it's weird because I feel like my parents were always around, but it was like, either they weren't paying attention to what I was watching or I don't know, but I feel like we were all and I was like the oldest one. So I was probably exposing my sisters to things way too young because we were all watching the same TV show. So <laughs> whatever, but they, there you go. And like, I was watching real world, but then I was also like, let's watch TGIF on Friday. Loved it. Couldn't and I'm just like it. living in Urkel's world. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The nineties was a strange time. So much to learn, you know, you, you're, um, you make your own book cover out of a paper bag mm-hmm. for your textbook or you have your lisa frank folder that I woman mean, people don't give her enough credit she ruled 80s 90s 2000s 
I don't know what the two 2010 kids are. I think that's when they got the internet. They didn't care as much anymore. But this woman, stickers, binders, folders, all very bright colors and weird designs. And I was here for it. Mm -hmm. And that was a time when your school, you needed to have all the things. You had to have the pencil holder. You needed the pencils. You needed the notebook. And, you know, later you got maybe your trapper keeper. I never had one, but also a binder. Um, I mean, you just needed all the accoutrement to go to school. It's not like you just open up your laptop and you type a few things and your teacher emails you your homework. Like it's not, no, not at all. Like you had to have that folder. And then the travesty sometimes of when you left the folder at school, Oof. Ooh, because it that. wasn't just that your parents drove you to the school. The school was locked mm. unless there was a presentation. Mm-hmm. So then everyone at this point knows you can't do the homework and that you were irresponsible. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the tragedies of, you know, not having not, and it wasn't like you could email your teacher. We had to tell her to her face the next day. <laughs> she was just like, let's get out page number three. And you're like, oh, I left my folder. And she would say in front of the whole class, so you've done none of the work. Mm. I wasn't <laughs> able to access it. Okay. And then, you know, once you do that, she would always say, now, do you have your folder? Because we don't want to repeat, you know? <laughs> I don't actually think this ever happened to me. I honestly, because this is the type of child I was, honestly think that it happened to someone else and it gave me so much anxiety that I was Mm -hmm. like never forget this I'm in that camp (laughs) I'm in that camp I'm like I'm not leaving anything in this locker I'm leaving nothing (laughs) chance I might need to read a sentence out of this one book it is all coming with me I'm I'm not going to be that person you're right because that teacher will call you out and then keep calling you out for the Mm -hmm. next little bit you remember that time two weeks ago you forgot she is not going to be looking at me with these, with this sarcasm. Mm-mm. I will have my folder, you know, <laughs> I, there will be no problems. So no. Maybe that's why Lisa Frank was so popular. I mean, the colors are just popping. Like you can't forget it. You can't just like leave it somewhere. Like it's I, fluorescent. But I would be the person who like sometimes didn't have paper. I don't know where my paper would go, but like sometimes I would run out of paper mm. this is, to this day. These are people that I don't really mess with. I would ask people, hey, can I borrow some paper? This Mm -hmm. has to last me till the end of the year. We're literally halfway through the year. It's not like I'm never going to get paper. They sell it at the Walgreens. They sell it at the grocery store. My parents are not going to leave me without paper. I can pay you back this paper. They were like, and I would just be like, don't even worry about it. I'm going to get it from somebody else because you evidently have a poverty mentality when it comes to paper. (laughs) And you can't let it go. You give me one. I'll give you back five. I will. But those people, and it was just like an international, I don't know if they all like were in a secret tribe, but anywhere in the country, they, it was that exact phrase. I'm sure you heard that in Ohio as well. <laughs> yes. So mm. I don't even know where they were getting it from. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it's weird. a strange sentence to like say to somebody, to another child. This, I can't do it because this paper has to last until the end of the year. Who told you this? Ooh. Who told you to live in these limitations? I know. You know, and I mean, maybe that is why I didn't have paper because mm-hmm. when people needed to borrow it, I was like, here you go. You know what I mean? But I also thought it would be available. But according to those kids, no. Yeah. 
But they right. have their Lisa Frank supplies till the end of the year. And I would not, I'd be like, I don't know where my multicolored pen would. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. The pens where you, one's green, the next one's red, next one's blue on the same one pen. Uh-huh. I mean, we were living in the future. I actually think I want one of those pens again. Yes. Because sometimes when I'm making notes, like I'll change pens, but why do I need to do that? There's pens available where it's the same pen. And I'm more responsible keeping up with pens now. And I I'm, love, I'm like midlife and I'm like, I am responsible with pens. <laughs> My God. I'm responsible for pens, but also no pen is safe. Still in my world. I'm, I'm going to take that pen and I'm going to put it in my purse and I'm, I'm not sorry. Listen, I didn't want to share this on the podcast because it's pretty personal. At the start of the pandemic, Mm. and it may have been a super spreader event, but I don't know. (laughs) I, along with some friends and my mom went to see Oprah at AT AT&T Stadium or Arena where the Mavericks play. So there were 17,000 women there to see Oprah. Oprah did not disappoint. You got a little purse, you got samples, Mm -hmm. and she gave you this pin of Oprah Tour 2020. Okay. And this is February when 2020 was still, when when your eyes were still bright and you were like, this is my year. (laughs) She instilled so much hope. I do remember you were flying high after that. Yeah. Cause then there was like a photo studio where you could like, it was like a picture of her actual porch and you could like pose in front of her porch. And it was like, make your wildest dreams come true. Again, start of 2020. You're like, it's happening. Who knew what was going to happen four weeks later. Anyway, again, and 17,000 women we never left because she brought in lunch for us too for and I think we were there for like six hours so if anybody there had corona it it spread throughout (laughs) understood this is before mask wear thing anyway in this thing was this beautiful pin where it said like Oprah 2020 um Oprah Oprah Vision 2020 and I like loved it and I, when I went to Canada recently, was like, oh, I'm going to journal by the lake and really, you know, put some thoughts on paper. Like mm-hmm. I said, I took a spirit flight. So all I had was one backpack that I could take on this journey. <laughs> but I wasn't thinking. And so I put my pen in the bag, my other stuff in the bag. When I got to Canada, I'm taking out the stuff because it's all scrunched in there. Mm-hmm. So I have to take it out to even see what I have. The pen, broken. <gasps> I know I can't lost forever oh my gosh and it was heartbreaking because I was like why would you even take the Oprah pin on Mm -hmm. a spirit flight they didn't deserve that (laughs) but that's what I did and so you know listeners it's it's upsetting Mm. um even when I think about it I still remember when I pulled the pin out and I was like maybe I can glue it together no it was gone um and I blame spirit airlines amen yes absolutely they dashed your vision and your pen but I understand you took the pen because it was going to be a special time for you to like write and reflect you wanted the power of that moment from 2020 to come into your body and come out that special Oprah pen onto the page like I completely get bringing it a special pen yes I saw Um, myself I was like I'm going to be on this porch. There's going to be a light breeze. I'm going to have on a hoodie, drinking some tea mm-hmm. with my Oprah pin. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I don't want to blame Spirit Airlines, but I'm going to. 
I didn't journal that whole trip. Did I have other pins? Yeah, but I just think that might not be the reason because I did sleep a lot, but I'm going to blame it on that. I don't know. I blame I blame spirit absolutely as we should um but you know I'm sorry I brought it down I brought it down no, 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 no. But... No. I'm ready to bring it down again because <laughs> look lat when Miss Pam was on our show somehow we got started talking about um Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky I obviously I can't remember because I don't have a memory um of what how we got there but then That's I told this quote like, from my mom <laughs> I was like Miss Pam there's a tv show called impeachment American crime story fx or hulu and um I was like oh yeah it's about you know Bill Clinton and what happened with Monica Lewinsky and uh your mom was like oh yeah and he like was having sex with all these other people and I was like what like in the 90s I don't remember I remember there was the chick in the beret and she did sexy stuff with the president (laughs) and I remember there was a blue dress and I remember the name Linda Tripp and Ken Starr, but I don't know who those people were. I thought they were like friends of the president or like <laughs> high up. Maybe they were the vice president. I don't know what I thought, but I watched this show. I could not stop watching this show. Mm. I, um, and apparently Monica Lewinsky was on set. She basically like approved every single word of the script. She was like, it was from her perspective, her story, as she remembers it, she wanted each thing to feel true to what she experienced. And like, even before Monica Lewinsky, there was this other chick, Paula Jones. I remember her. I, I have no, I had no idea about her. And she was actually like, if Paula Jones never happened, like maybe the Monica Lewinsky thing never would have happened, never would have came to light. Oh, well, didn't Monica Lewinsky come to light because of Linda Tripp? Yes. So there's still a possibility. And Linda Tripp, I mean, wow. I mean, all you can say is that lady's a trip because she <laughs> she really believed wholeheartedly. It wasn't like vindictive, but it wasn't maybe well thought out that she was just like, this is our country. This is like, I'm protecting our country. I don't know why she felt like she needed to take it all on herself, but somehow in her mind, she was like, I'm going to fix this free world. And she was um, protecting her country from the president. Yeah. Cause she was just like, the president should not be doing this. Like he's taking advantage of his position of power. And he is, he obviously is, uh-huh. um, but did she need to record her friend and not tell her friend or you know, maybe discuss with her friend, like, uh, yeah, that it's just maybe not the way to go about it. I guess the thing that I've always hated about the story is just that it was like so unnecessary. Yeah. Meaning like this man cheated on his wife and that is not a good thing at all. I don't really condone or believe in that. But I also think like Monica Lewinsky, I mean, she, I mean, if you think about it, she's a really strong person. Absolutely. Like little kids know her name yeah. and they know what to know her for. 
So like for her to date or get a job or do anything, it's like impossible. Like yeah. she should have, if I was her, I probably would have adopted a new name, but I don't even know if that would work because they had her face on TV everywhere. So she yeah. would need to do a full plastic surgery. And I feel like people would even investigate that and show yeah. her picture again. Cause it's just like Absolutely. every couple of years, somebody brings it up. So I love the fact that she worked on this show because no matter what she does, people can't, they won't let it go. You know what I mean? And like everybody else in this story has been able to go and move forward with their lives. But for whatever reason, everybody's like, this is who you are, Monica. And they yeah. won't really let her get past it, which I'm just like, she, I mean, she was an intern at the White House. Like she had, you know, promise and a future. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know where you go from that. So the fact that she's still standing is to me amazing. Like it really is. Cause that's, and she did this, I guess, cause I saw her do this Ted talk on Shane too. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, I think that you should. And she just talks about how, you know, we should really be careful when we shame other people because the consequences yeah. of the shame are really deep. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, I think that's really what I got from it. And I keep saying the Bill Clinton scandal because it's not about her. She was the intern and she always says that it was consensual. She wanted to have a relationship with him. And I agree with you, like, who cares? Um, but he was in a position of power. She was the victim in that scenario, in especially that legal scenario. And she was victim blamed to within an inch of her life and the way that the FBI came after her and the way that everything they put in the reports that didn't have to be there, the questions that they asked her that didn't need to be there just because they were trying to be salacious, like all the women in this story, because there are multiple women in this story, were victims And a lot of people don't, I didn't know about some of these women. I didn't know about the story. And it really, did I always think like Bill Clinton was, you know, maybe not a great guy. Yeah. But I was just like, dang, like this was bad times and the press and people and culture in general just blamed the women and didn't give them any support. Oh yeah. I mean, of course it was just kind of like slut shaming and all of these things, but it's like, I don't know. It, it just, I guess it's just a horrible thing because it's just like, this woman was like in her twenties and yes, she had an affair with married, with a married man. And I don't think that's good at all, but tons of people do things they regret in their twenties and they're able to move forward and have a life. Yeah. And I just don't think she ever was allowed to like yeah. people love, like whenever people talk about the nineties, they love showing her with the beret and all the stuff and Linda Tripp with her love for her country. You rarely see her picture anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's just not fair and like there's you could redact so many things like that's fine if they want to have all some information yep. but a lot of it could have been redacted yep. but they chose not to do that and it's just like it's, yeah 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 she had to write a book she didn't want to write a book she had to write it she had to go on tour because she had to pay her lawyers I mean it's just a whole thing but anyways um yeah, I I guess maybe not to bring more attention to the story, but I really did feel like, and afterwards knowing that Monica Lewinsky was definitely a part of this TV show and approved a lot of it, um, I think that it was great to see all the different ways that the people were, co- different places that people were coming from and dynamics that um, maybe you didn't think about at that time. Or for me, like I didn't really know what happened 
Um, again, maybe TV shows is not the best way I should get my information, but I did read articles afterwards. Um, but anyways, I think it was really well done and anybody who, and it was, it was riveting. It was riveting. And the Linda Tripp character is, she's like kind of the main, a little bit of the main character. And that was who it was a lot. I'm sure that was a journey. Um, I actually did not listen. I didn't watch a TV show, but I listened to a podcast. It's mm-hmm. called Even the Rich. Um, and they did a podcast on Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting. Like they tell her whole life story mm-hmm. from like beginning to end and her marriages and kind of what she went through. And it was really interesting because there's so many things where like, I knew different things about her, but, and I mean, I, there's other things that I know where I'm like, they didn't even add that to the podcast, mm-hmm. but it just shows like how dedicated she was. Like she had this singular vision of who she, like when she was little, she used to watch movies like all the time. Like she was um, in mm-hmm. foster care and she would go to the movie theater and she would stay as long as she could and watch these movies. And she was like, that's what I want. And people talked about her looks. She got plastic surgery like early in her life, which I was like, interesting, didn't know that. Yeah. All of these things. And um, and yeah, just like, you know, and then because she dealt with some mental health issues, you know, I think she medicated with like alcohol and sleeping pills and stuff and mm-hmm. just a, a variety of things. Um, but it just lets you know like how smart she was, how ambitious she was. It was just very interesting. So even the rich. Um, they do a whole segment on Marilyn Monroe, which made me on Netflix. They have a they have a documentary, um, Marilyn Marilyn Monroe: The Unreleased Tapes, um, which makes me want to watch it. Um, I will say I'm not sure. It just depends on how I'm feeling. Some days I'm like, yes, documentary, and sometimes I'm like, mm, let's just see what happens. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't say I'm gonna watch it soon, but when I do, I'll let you know. But it's definitely there. And this did make me want to learn a little bit more about her. So, mm. so yeah, I just find it to be really interesting because at first, like people would be like, oh, you know, well, the first movie studio she was with, the man refused to put her in movies because he just didn't think she was that cute. <laughs> and this woman has now been dead for like, you know, 50 years and people mm-hmm. are still talking about how beautiful she is. So you can't go by other people is what I'm telling you because you just don't know. That's so true exactly so kim kardashian just wore her dress to the met gala so (laughs) and you know and that's just like the dress so when people were going crazy they were like how dare you ruin an american legacy yeah yeah Yeah. that's why kim apparently have that fur um around her but it was a gorgeous gorgeous dress i mean anybody who can um wear that dress oh amazing exactly and well, I will say, they were saying that she's like, you know, a plus size idol or whatever. There's no way. If Kim Kardashian had to lose 16 pounds to get in that dress, there's no way Marilyn Monroe was plus size mm-mm. at all. I think she so, was plus size for the time, I guess. But I don't even, no. I think she was just curvy. I think she was still small, yeah. but I think she was just curvy. Yeah. But yeah, craziness. Crazy. Anyway. Well, <laughs> You know, we were kind of talking about some heavier themes, but you know what can maybe always get us out of it is a K-drama. And I just remember, uh, just recommended a trailer to watch, which is The Sound of Magic 
on Netflix. What did and you? There's a dub. There's a dub. I basically, I mean, this is the thing. Sometimes I just like really weird things to just like, you know, I have a pretty busy schedule going into this mm-hmm. next month, and so sometimes it's just like I don't want to see someone living a a life of errands when I'm watching TV. <laughs> I'm like, let's get into this strange, and so. Um, and it has a dub and it's a K drama, but basically it's like, I don't know what happened. I only watched the first. You watched more of the trailer than I did. This girl goes I, to a theme park and she's like, Ooh, there's a handsome man that knows magic. And I like stopped it and I was like, I think I'm gonna watch this. You should watch the trailer. And I went on to do something else and you watched the whole thing. That's I'm all that I watched just, of it. That was it. That's just that. I you were sold like, on that. I was like, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> um, yes, I did like the abandoned small town theme park that the the um instead of there like being a myth about a monster lives there the myth is a very good looking magician lives there Mm, yes i'm like okay maybe not a bad haunt later later on he becomes a, a very much of a hero see him like making people disappear with a cape it's kind of has that little bit of added fantasy to it which I think is always in kind of you know a k-drama um I do get concerned I'm not sure how I would feel if I met um said magician and then he could turn on the dilapidated theme park rides and then I get on them with him and we ride them such as a ferris wheel I'm not sure I could trust magic that far over construction yeah oh yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't but this character does so you know it must be love that's true that's true and maybe you haven't felt love in that way where you're able to suspend reality and say this hundred year old wooden ferris wheel is going to support us and make a full circle (laughs) without falling apart you know so maybe that's what you should really think about is like why haven't i been in love like that Maybe that's something you should reach for. Extend your hand to the universe and say, pull it down. Yeah. That's the kind of love that you need. Now, will you survive this Ferris wheel ride? Probably not. But the love will probably pull you through where you guys will have a story about how you survived this Ferris wheel ride. Absolutely. So that's what I got from watching a few more seconds (laughs) of the trailer. (laughs) Um, I didn't even realize I literally watched 15 seconds and was like okay well you can watch it and see what you think that was it and I don't even I was don't even know what else I went to do I literally was right here but anyway interesting sometimes I surprise myself what else are you thinking about watching um on Hulu they just released an original called Candy um which has what's her name Jessica Biel no Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? That married to um Justin Timberlake? Yes. Okay. Um, so she's in um, I think I think it's gonna be very much like what about Pam? Or what's that show called? Oh my the god. The thing about Pam. The thing about Pam. I think it's gonna be very much in that vein, like, you know, in the trailer, they're like, why do you have a broken fingernail? And she just like looks like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> look, she's a killer. I think that's what's happening here. And, um, so I, obviously 
I'm she has I gotta big watch glasses, it. a tight mm-hmm. perm. And yeah. I'm not sure if it's her husband or if he's just making, you know, a little cameo or something, but Justin Timberlake is also in this. Mm-hmm. I probably saw, like the producers. I saw on Instagram it was a picture of him dressed up and her dressed up together. And mm. so um, and they were like, Candy coming to Hulu. So yeah. So we'll see. I'll be interested if it's good. If it's good, I will let my mom know. She will be all about it. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, one of the things that I am excited about, because I just, you know, it's weird. I don't know. When I was younger, I was just like, mm, I don't really think he's funny. But I actually think that David Letterman is a really good interviewer. Mm-hmm. He um, has this show on Netflix, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. Mm. They are dropping new episodes um, or they've already dropped some new episodes. Um, I know Tiffany Haddish is going to be in there. I think mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle. So I think he just does really good, really good interviews. So this would be the third season of it. Um, in the past, he like interviewed Lizzo. He interviewed mm-hmm. Malala. Um, just a wide variety of people. So Kim Kardashian, if you're into that, um, just different people. So but every interview, I, I'm like, oh, okay. And I feel like I learned about the person. And he kind of just lets the person fully express themselves in the way that they want to. Mm. And he's just there having a good time. Like, I just yeah. love when people love what they're doing and ha- are having a good time at it. And I feel like he is. Yeah. I mean, he had to interview somebody or multiple people, like, uh, every night for a week for months. So that's true. I mean, really thousands of interviews. True. I don't, I don't think an interview is something that you can just like do. I think, I think it does take practice and feeling out a person. I mean, I don't know, I guess an interview is just a conversation, but I think that there's way to do it for an audience that somehow just like makes it more interesting or something like that. No, that's true. So, so yeah, so those things, I mean, he definitely has some new, really good interviews coming up. I'm excited to see uh Tiffany Haddish so we'll see um I just think she has a really interesting backstory so yeah Mm. I'll be excited to see that but that is what that is um so yeah we have gone the full gamut today (laughs) we have and we are just so thankful for you listening and going on this journey with us whatever uh piece you end up watching you know you can always let us know and email email us at tvtoldme at gmail.com or you can check out our transcripts at tvtoldme.wordpress.com and we're going to be back again next week. You can catch us on Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts and we're just uh, really thrilled you've been here. So have a good week. Bye. Bye.